Good evening, I'm Ted Koppel. Surely everyone knows by now that Buckwheat is dead. But for those of you who have not seen the videotape of Buckwheat being shot, let's take a look. Hey, do you know about the USA? Do you know about the government? Can you tell me about the Constitution? Hey, learn about the USA. Never before in all our history have these forces been so united against one candidate as they stand today. They are unanimous in their hate for me, and I welcome their hatred. Ty Webb, Heavy Longmire. Gustav Matteblanc. Is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second? This is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Come on then, Plato, enlighten me. Welcome back, folks. This is Gustav Monteblanc on the Can You Hear Me podcast, and this week is part two of our special guest appearance with Professor Brad, where he and I sat down and basically go stream of consciousness through a wide range of topics. This episode may be a little offensive to your delicate sensibilities, so buckle up. Also, I will note (laughs) that we have a major factual breakdown when we misidentify and misconnect Governor Huey Long of the Louisiana Depression era and Governor Earl Long, who had the affair with Blaze Star, where Brad and I get that completely <laughs> inaccurate. So I apologize for that. Yeah. You ever got your penis stuck in anything? No. Okay. I mean, well, I ask because I get chapped penis, not from working the penis. I'm I'm sure that doesn't help if I did that. I have gotten chapped running. But I get chapped nipples. But look at my knuckles. Like, you see that? Yeah. That's dry skin. You see how they're, like, bleeding and stuff like that? They they look like they, you've been actually working. I have not been working. That is just simply because of the cold weather I get. Um, have you tried lotion? I don't believe in lotion. Like, I feel that if I start using lotion, then my body's going to get used to lotion. It's not going to produce oil, and I'm going to start... I don't think it works that way, but now, secondly, now you could take, like, vitamin E. I take a multivitamin every day. You might want to take a higher level of vitamin E. I need to. I Actually, the doctor even said that. Is that the one, the sun one? No, that's vitamin A. Oh, okay. I don't get the sun thing either, so Uh, maybe I I need to. But yeah, but vitamin E is actually, it helps with the collagen and the skin. Okay. But I'll get dry penis. I'll get dry penis. I got dry, see my face, like I got dry skin on my face. So uh I, like I'm just I'm thankful that I don't have any females that need to see Maybe you know, maybe talking about this on the air is not the best way for the few females that do listen to us, but you know, but I don't know what to tell you about the dry penis, maybe the vitamin E. Maybe you don't have dry penis, maybe you have like a, a fungal infection. I don't know how I would have gotten that. I mean, it's just like jock itch. I don't think I've ever had jock itch. But I you, get itchy psoriasis near the crotch, and it look is gross because it looks like I have a jock itch, but it's it's not jock itch. Yeah. Hell, it could be. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe I've had fungal infections since I was uh, uh, twenty years old or whatever. And from the psoriasis. navy, yeah, been toting around as some uh, Polynesian prostitute or something like that. Boy, that's we were sitting there just talking about not getting things done. Now we're on. You dry, ashy dick. But I, I will tell you about prostitutes in South America. I, I've told this story, these stories a couple times before, but going to South America, we would have these guys on the boat that would come up to me saying, Brad, have you, have you found Jesus yet? And they would be telling me to go to church, things like that. Second you pull into port, those dudes are heading out getting prostitutes right. and uh, uh, left and right. And um, I, I remember there was one time, and I might have even talked about this. this uh, You've mentioned that. that aspect okay. talking with smiley man yeah okay well the, but go ahead i mean i don't know how much of a 
Well, no, just that there was one guy specifically complaining about other guys doing that th- same thing I was complaining about who was saying, I can't believe they're cheating on their wives. And then, then that night, after complaining about that, he cheated on his right. wife with a prostitute. So, You know, I've never been to a prostitute, but I can see in society that the prostitute has a place. Sure, sure. You know, I mean, not everybody is married, or maybe, you know, maybe it's a sexless marriage. Maybe, you know, what about if you're widowed and you don't want to have a new relationship, but you want your dick touched? I mean... What's wrong with that in society to have somebody offering that service? I, I sw- the this is the reason I don't not for moral reasons I don't visit prostitutes. I just don't see it a good value on investment. You know, like a video game, you pay sixty dollars for it, and you're getting months of fun for it. Prostitute, if you're looking at one disease free and things like that. I'm assuming hundreds, hundreds of dollars. I don't know. I, I, although according to IJB's. Uh, throat zilla $600. $600 yes. for a blowjob. I don't know if she's top of the line or which if that, seemed it's got to be top of the line. That seems out of uh out of the uh normal free market range there, but I don't know. But I do think that for some people that that would be a good investment. Maybe like not every day, obviously, but see, I think that maybe if there was a prostitute you get on a payment plan or something like let's say it was 300 per visit, or instead you could do 500 for three times a week or something. I don't know if that... You know, I like the way you're thinking. Yeah. Like, you could set up a uh, a monthly, you know, auto bill, and you just... If you use it, that's great, but, you know, you get this many possible... No rollovers. It, but I know? think there should be a schedule, set schedule, like Wednesday at 6, Friday at, you know, whatever, 7.30... Uh, Sunday at 2 p.m. or something like that. So you know it's consistent and things like that. You have a set price, so you're already budgeting it. Just the going every or at a random night and losing $300, $600. Like, I don't know how people budget for that. Yeah, I don't either. But, you know, I think, I think that just the general nature of all that, you know, men think about with the, the penis, I think that there's a place for that for those that don't have an outlet. Or like... Like, but what are you looking forward to as part of the thing? Because like, if you're just going on a random Saturday night, what if you go and there are cops there? Like, it well, seems like I'm the anticipation saying, would I'm be. Not, well, there's, I'm sure there's an anticipation to it, but you know, I would think that if you're, let's say, you're a, do you remember the story? I think Gordon on the ticket talked about it. The angel hands. No, I don't remember. And that it one. was like these. It may have been Korea. But they're these women that go give hand jobs to disabled people, if I remember the story right. Hmm. And that made me think of my and it, it, it short circuited George on the show, but it made me think like if somebody's, you know, severely disabled where they're not going to be able to find a a relationship sexual one way or the other, they shouldn't be stuck without the touch of another human sexually for their entire life. Whereas there, here's a professional that would come in and take care of things in some way or the other. And that would make that poor disabled person that otherwise would have had this aspect of their life never fulfilled. But see, as a disabled person, if you're, see, I don't even like, let's, let's, let's make it an ugly person to avoid political correctness here. Let's say, no, you're, let's say somebody, because everybody hates ugly let's, people. Let's say somebody that's physically a quadriplegic. But their junk still works. Well, all right, but I want to go somewhere There's that I, I feel go- more comfortable okay, bagging on an ugly all person. Right. Okay, Pick on the ugly so you're people. really an ugly person. No one, you're having a hard time getting somebody. You decide to employ the services of a prostitute. It seems like that would make this scenario even more false than like it. It doesn't seem like it'd be enjoyable because you'd realize like this person's doing it for a job. Like I, I don't think that. Well, I would think that there's a certain level of acting that the prostitute to be about. But it's not good acting. Like, I I don't think they're going to improv class. I don't know. I mean, have you ever seen an improv group? Most of them are horrible. Okay, well, then that that proves my point further. Like, they're not even to the level of the horrible improv people. I don't think we know that for a fact. All right. I would, if there was a prostitute out there that, that, had acting classes were in like I don't know uh, Gilmore Girls. They were like a, the coffee shop girl or something in two episodes, and they 
And then they turned to prostitution and they could put on a decent show to where I could be convinced. I could see it being worth it that case, but. What if they were in one act play in junior high? Now we're going to high school, but is it like when you say one act, are you talking about like a monologue? Like they're the only. No, I'm saying it's just a short play with, you know, a minor role in a one act play. No, that's not enough. Now, I want you to stop for a second and try and imagine if the girl in Clockwork Orange had never touched your wiener. Okay. And now you're, how old are you now? You're 38? 38. So you're, I'm a good, I'm doing good at 38. Oh, no, you look great. Thank you. You're, thank you're the, you. I, you're I, the I, best looking son of a bitch I know in this podcast. If bullshit. only I had a good, good personality. Like, that's the, that's the thing that sucks about that. Well, you have a good personality. It's just you're... Uh, Eccentric. Yes. And I, I'd like to be left the hell alone. Yes. Yeah. But, so, if you are never had your wiener touched and you're 38 years old and you have no no hope because of your eccentricity, mm-hmm. $60 to have your wiener touched by a bad actress would be okay. But I could get a new video game, so that's going to, she's going to come over here like Throatzilla was saying, she wants to get them done in eight minutes and get the hell out of there. $60 for eight minutes isn't worth it when I can spend that same $60, get, you know, less pleasure for every eight minute, but, you know, still have fun for 15 hours, whatever the video game is, over the, so the $60 is either eight minutes of great times or, you know, 15 hours of pretty good times. I think your experience watching your shipmates proves that you are in the minority there. Like, what do you mean? Like, like how, what the, how fast they were to head to the whores. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've been into, sat outside of New Orleans prostitute or brothels a handful of times. Well, I just thought of another. Okay. Three times I've sat outside of New Orleans brothels just because I, I, not that I have anything problems with it. I, I just, it doesn't, you know. And that's fine. I'm just saying, I don't think, I'm not saying that prostitution uses, usage of prostitutes is for everyone. I just say that they have a place in society for the people that may not have any other outlet. Did I tell you about the time I brought the prostitute up to my room in New Orleans to play video games with with me and my friends? No, you did not tell me about that. I guess I can tell this now that I'm no longer married, but... um, there was a girl out on the street. She said, "Hey, do you want to have a good time?" And and I I don't remember what I what I said to her. I said, "Yeah, do you have a an Xbox or whatever?" I can't remember what, right. what I responded to her. And I started talking to her, and I said, uh, "Hey, you want to come up and watch some Mavs games with me and my buddies? I'm I'm not paying you." Um, she's like, "Sure," and, and she just came up with me and and uh, two of my buddies and, and watched the game, and then went off and did prostitute stuff with people. But well, she just know. came up and hang out with us. There you go. I made friends with her. I made friends with a guy that was um, talking about the evils of communism. And this was like in 2007 or 2009 or something like that in New Orleans. And I'm like, dude, they, nobody cares about communism anymore. You need but to he was right because now people are fucking talking about communism all the time. Are they? Have you not listened to IJB? They're heading. To, they're communists already. They're heading that way. I don't th- see. I guess this is socialism is different than communism. Oh, they're heading to full communism. Are they? Oh, yeah. I'm a, it, I'm, it's comrade Jake. It's coming. Yeah, I don't. I don't They're like. Gonna, I'm a communist till twenty. Did I? T- I've given you my theory. Yeah. Libertarian post twenty, communist before twenty. They're, they're ready to seize the means of production. Wow. All right. Well, good for them. I mean, it's probably be good for me because I'm never going to be uh, never going to be wealthy. So if we seize it from those rich bastards, then uh, then I'll get get something. I'm a Huey Long uh, follower of Huey Long. Ah. Uh. I'm not a I'm not a follower of communi- Karl Marx. I'm a follower of uh, the Good Book. Is that what he said? Did you ever watch the Huey Long William F. Buckley firing line? Is is Huey? No, I have not. Is Huey Long the one that was played by? Oh, Paul sorry. Newman? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I said Huey Newton. Sorry. Yeah, Huey Long was the the Louisiana. Did Paul Newman play him? Yeah. Well, kind of. In because I think I said that that was one of the first things i was sexually excited by was a paul yeah. paul newman movie and there's a girl in there with yeah yeah that blaze movie i was thinking huey newton the uh black panther for a second i was thinking huey lewis in the news when you said huey newton no nah, that's a different okay but they're all three great now did you ever read uh all the king's men which was a fictional dealing with huey long in louisiana politics I'm in not. the 30s no that's an actual 
I'm not crazy about historical novels that yeah. are kinda in the. I don't like part. that normally either, but but that one's actually pretty good, and it's a pretty easy read because it doesn't go. It's southern, but it's not southern gothic like Faulkner or Flannery, uh, what's her name, or anything like that. So it's it's not bad. But like you said, we haven't read shit this year, so I'm not yeah. gonna tack you with that. Well, I I uh, I'm I'm nervous about even though I think you and I are kind of close politically I, I i don't want to talk politics with you because i fear that certain things we, we wouldn't agree on but well overall i'm definitely right-leaning mm-hmm. but i'm idealistically libertarian i feel that like i could talk to you but like i'm also at the same time afraid of talking politics to well, you like because I, I, I don't i don't like to talk a lot of politics because I don't think it does a whole lot of good. But you're the type of person for somebody like me who I think I'm I think you're slightly right of center, I'm slightly left of center. Certain issues I feel that somebody like you could convince me on. Like it's it's the people that are yelling that aren't going to convince me right. of anything and like the people I don't think you know what they're talking about because they're just so loud. Their answers would be loud. But but people like us don't talk politics for just because we don't we don't like the and it sucks. I think it's bad for the world that I, we're no, not. I, I don't disagree the ones with discussing you. it. I don't disagree with you at all. And you know that's one of the one of the main reasons I don't use Facebook anymore. Is it just turned into this political rah rah and just people yelling? And it didn't matter if it was right or left. It just made me sick. I was like, this is just bullshit. And sometimes Twitter does that too. But I can stomach it a little bit better on Twitter. But Facebook just killed me, and I was like, I don't need this bullshit. I don't listen to. I don't watch uh, cable news anymore. I don't listen to talk radio or anything like that. I read still the news, but that in itself. The way they're feeding it to you, they're giving stories that you like. And it, it doesn't seem like. Well, like, I, I read, I read, for lack of a better term, the opposite side a lot of times. Okay. Because I know what. So it wouldn't do me any good. To just read, and I don't read it, but as an example, since I mentioned William F. Buckley, it wouldn't do me any good just to read the National Review because I already think on a lot of things mm-hmm. like the people writing there. Yeah. So, especially in the past, I haven't a long time. I used to dive into some pretty deep, hard left forums and things like that just to see what other people were thinking. I didn't think they were right. Mm-hmm. But at least it was like, okay, this is what you see. And they were as blind and dogmatic as if I dived into a heavy right wing forum. Mm -hmm. And both batshit crazy. Yeah. Because ultimately, I'm fairly liberal socially and more conservative economically. See, I'm the opposite because it annoys people. That's the main reason I'm the opposite, because everybody wants to be socially liberal business and that's the only reason yeah. i think i think now i'm that, not completely socially liberal well i I'm, I'm half kidding about that that uh that thought but i really do think i'm i'm somewhat socially conservative especially more than but when so out of the three of myself and heavy and ty and i think we mentioned it and when we're talking about our uh in our best of 2017 one of the clips i'm the right of center heavy's the left and ty's kind of in the middle yep like the the musers, I think they have that good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, when we actually settle down and tackle something um, serious, like when we did the border wall episode, I thought it was great. Thought you guys had a great you. great take on it. We end up right in the middle, mm-hmm. and all of us concede that one, we don't have an answer. Two, that okay, well, it doesn't matter if just that issue, but other issues like if we talk, we never have, and I hope to God we never do abortion or something like that we all end up like well i'll give you that and i'll give you that but and to your point i think if more people did have that conversation and they realize that nobody's got all the answers and there's always these exceptions and things we probably would be better off but i don't think historically and you're more of a american history historian than i am i don't think historically we've ever actually been there as a nation I think there's there's times it's like that, but like from the very beginning, you you had 1791 first political 
leaning newspaper founded, and it was uh, I believe it's Hamilton first. It might have been Jefferson and his Republicans that doing it, but uh, but even colonial, you were d- you were having yeah. the newspapers because that's pro British, and you know the the Federalist Papers were. And well, that anti-Federalists was, were, were hashed out in the 1780s. That's true. So, that, yeah, that's before uh, the Constitution, too. So uh, I, I did. That's one of those things I did want to get into you with, but I'm not going to do it now about the that Articles of Confederation time, because I think that's a lot of some people don't understand. And it's a reason for a Constitution. I'm right. not going to get into that. But well, I, I you know. I want to thank you for. No, 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 don't, look, I, don't stop. Let's keep talking. Well, I don't have any friends, and I want to. Well, I know, but we need to do an episode of yours. Yeah, we'll get to it. I'm, I'm not in any hurry to do anything. We, we let's keep going. But you need an episode this week. I do, I guess. Um, let's keep going with yours. We'll, we'll figure something out. All right, damn it, that's fine. I, I don't even remember what we were talking about, though. Well, we were talking about Articles Confederation, and I am rusty. Should we go back to penis talk? I think people expect us to do both. Okay, okay. I mean, you know, okay. people realize that both you and I are more, you and I are m- most likely to throw out some penis talk bomb. Okay. Between the two of us. You're going to talk about prostitutes, I'll talk about strippers. You know, people realize that's what we're about. So, that's what they expect. So, you know, we've touched that, and then people, since you are legitimately, truly a historian, and I'm a half-ass Guy that talks you know about a lot stuff. more about certain things than me. I know That's, a lot. I know a lot more international things, but yeah. I think my depth of knowledge is very shallow. Whereas you have a much, a much uh, ro- more robust knowledge, especially of sp- Spanish colonialism, but also American history in general. Because I'm just on the top level, and and I'll admit it. When you and I first met, and we were talking, I would say something, you'd shoot me down. And I'm like, oh. Son of a bitch knows more than me. Fuck him. Whatever. Anyway. I didn't. But okay. you definitely said something. They're like, oh, shit. I'm out of my league. No, you're not. Yeah. yeah totally. You know, you realize that now, though. But yeah, during the Articles of Confederation period, a lot of people think our Constitution is democratic. Like, how many things, how many, per the original Constitution, do you know how many offices were, were directly elected by the people? Hardly any. Yeah. It's one. It's the House of Representatives. Yeah. And then all the Constitution says is that the people or states should hold elections. The people will vote for House of right. Representative members. Senators chosen by state legislatures. Yep. So the state, however you like the legislatures, there's that layer between the people. And then electoral college was state legislatures just pick people to pick president. It wasn't right. like we vote on it today. And even for the House of Representative members, states could say who can vote and who can't vote. All states said can't vote if you're a woman. A good chunk said you can't vote if you're all, I think, believe all said Indian some put limitations, uh, southern states on blacks. Uh, most northern states would later do that as well. So, like, this this democracy that we think about with the United States, that comes later. Initially, it's uh, not in the Constitution. Right. That's something I don't think people understand. Um, uh, and part of that is because during the Arnold's Confederation period, why the fuck am I? I just like this spiel, and I wanted to talk no, to you I, about I, this. I'm, I'm, I'm all in. Well, during the Arnold's Confederation period, Rhode Island, Maryland, they... We're all hopped up on the Enlightenment. So part of the reason American Revolution, Britain's not giving us representation. There was all these writers saying kings are BS. People should represent themselves. People are talking about this Republican form of government, representative form of government. Some people are talking about democracy. Well, after the revolution, Maryland, Rhode Island, they made their whole state legislatures democracy. Doesn't matter. Property. If you're a male over the age of 18, doesn't matter. You can vote. Those states put those states basically what happened there is people started voting people into offices that are going to give them handouts like and you started seeing them printing out money to people who are in debt and shit like that. And and that's going to fuck over the creditors. You need to have people loaning the money and it fucks up the economy because there's too much money in circulation and things right. like that, which and finance was one of the great problems of the Articles of Confederation period because Countries broke from the revolution, and everything's all in turmoil. And then you had everybody, states doing whatever the hell they wanted to. Tariffs on one another. Sure. And Britain's putting retaliatory duties on the United States, but the United States can't do that as a whole because the Articles of Confederation, to do retaliatory duty, you got to get nine of 13 states to agree to it. That's not going to happen. Um, so anyway, I don't think people generally understand that 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 was the situation that led to the Constitution. We had all hopped up in the Enlightenment, the American Revolution. 
too hopped up on in on the Allied Malarcasing Federation. Let's meet somewhere in the middle with the right. Constitution. Uh, and I don't think people think that. They think democracy. Well, and, most people I've gathered think that we are a democracy. Yeah. Which locally we are, but at a federal level we aren't. Well, we are now. I mean, well, senators I mean, it's, are... It's, it's more so, but it's still not a true democracy. Yeah. And it's There's still elements... We have representatives. We have obviously. representatives. And people... I, I, would be a, I would be legitimately afraid of a true democracy. Hell yeah. And I don't think a true democracy could even work outside of a very small, uh, homogenous population. It's just like socialism, to me, only works... In a small scale, not on a not on a U.S. level, but on a small scale and homogenous population like in the Scandinavian countries traditionally. So if everybody, there's three million people in a small Scandinavian country and everybody's Scandinavian and everybody has a common background and cultural uh, religion cohesion, yeah. then it can work. But the moment that you introduce... I don't even think it could work there. Well, it, it has... Because you're going to get people wealth will become a thing. Yeah, like. it, traditionally, it has. I mean, their, for lack of a better term, experiment in democratic socialism has actually worked. Oh, you're okay. All right. You know, in yeah. Sweden and things like that, traditionally. But now, it's expensive as it's shit. It's expensive as shit, but because everybody is buoyed up... When it was everybody pulling together because they're all the same, just like when we had collectivism in small scale, like kibbutzes in Israel, or going back to the uh, post Great Awakening period with the Shakers and things like that, where you had people pulling together. Those well, things were disasters too. A lot well, of times, eventually though. they were, yeah. but in a short, like the Shakers failed because not fucking, no fucking, yeah, and you you. You're not going to adopt a bunch of kids and raise them up and have them stick with it. So it just dies off. I don't think you can handle it. And just like democracy, you can't handle it. True democracy on like we have the technology now. I mean, somebody could hack it, but we have it where we could have a straight up vote and it would be disastrous. I think I have the answer. And and this is me being this is never going to happen. But just make sure every American citizen can pass the American citizenship test. And if you can, you can vote. It's very easy to do that. I'm not opposed to it. And they give you the questions. There's 100 questions on the American Citizenship Test. You're not hiding anything. Like, I took it, and a couple of the questions, I was like, this probably shouldn't be on there. But the fact is, they gave me the questions, so I know what they want me to say. Now, I don't know that the people, I don't think it would change the actual voter turnout any. Okay. I'm sure it would some. Well, you'd take it when you registered. Uh, as well. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, voting is one of those things that I'm always mystified by it. Now, and I think I've talked with the boys before. My grandfather that I was talking to you before we started, after he retired, he was one of the uh, guys at the polling place and did that for you know, 20-something years. And in a rural part of the county, and the number of people that came to vote at this tiny spot it went down every year and every year and every year. As really? A, yeah. And what 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 uh what decades? Like, would you say he was there? Eighties, uh, late eighties, nineties. Oh, early okay, aughts. okay. I was thinking earlier than that. Okay, but yeah. No, yeah. this is you know this is late, and you know some days he might only see a couple of people. Okay. And now, granted, this was a small area, and you know, not that many people, and like I generally do early voting myself. Because I'm either out of town on election day, or I just don't want to mess with it. Because up where I live, I, they start early voting a couple of weeks, and I can just pop in and be in and out in a heartbeat. But I generally vote. I don't, I'm not going to say that I vote in every possible election, because I don't always, because I miss some sometimes. But I try. And when I go in for primaries, the old ladies there, and I, I know I'm repeating myself now, they act like I'm the, the hottest thing on earth. You know, they're you're younger because I'm a, I'm a young person yep. by their standards that's come to vote in a primary when they're not going to see anybody that's not 60 something showing up. Mm-hmm. And that's what blows me out of the water is that people wait around for the final election and then you get a turd sandwich on both sides yeah. because nobody went and voted in the primaries. And that's not that's a broad brush. Yeah. But and the other thing that bothers me, even though I go do that, 
half the time I don't know who I'm voting for. That's why I don't like it because I don't want to vote for somebody I don't know anything about. Right. So you end up voting along party lines. I hate doing that. And here lately, especially for state, I vote libertarian. I do. I do that too when there's the choice. And unless not even that I really like libertarian party, I just don't no, know I don't, who the people are. I don't know who the people are, and yeah. I figure, well, you know, third party. Maybe they'll think a little bit more like me. But you know, politics is politics, and you get into it, and it's a machine. And the old days, you know, where you had people like LBJ making deals and all this stuff, and pork barrel spending and all that, but they they formed coalitions and they've got things done one way or the other. I mean, LBJ, you know, you talk to people my parents' age, he was the devil because of Vietnam. I think he's getting a, a revival these days. But you look back at, I don't, I have problems with the great society, but you look back at the civil rights and things like Voting that. Rights Act, yeah. You know, things like that. Huge monumental things, which his constituency traditionally in Texas wouldn't have been for. Yep. You know, there's things where you look back and you're like, I, as bad as things were at the time, I don't know that we're any better off now. And I realize now is a thing while I'm on this. And okay. I wanted to talk about the boys to it. Uh, and I still will when they're back. But since we're of a similar age, I don't remember. And it's a different world because of social media and everything. I don't remember being angry about anything politically when I was in my 20s. Boy, I was. I don't, I'm not that angry as much anymore. I, I get depressed at certain things these days. But in my in my early 20s, I, I was um, really yeah, and that's why I stopped talking politics. Cause I realized this doesn't matter. I'm not 100 percent right then. I mean, I think I'm. Well, I would get into arguments that I I I don't know. I would I would start getting angry. Yeah. yeah. See, I was busy. I I guess I was just busy living. Yeah, that's I don't live, so that's I, probably you know I was busy working, and I eventually met my wife, and I paid attention to politics, but I don't remember being angry about anything, and that would have been the Bill Clinton time, and I'm yeah. I'm certainly you know sure I was griping about you know Whitewater and stuff like that, but I don't remember being just angry like it is now. It has been like it seems to have been for the last seventeen years. It's yeah. not just right now with Trump. Just people were angry about Bush. They were angry about Obama. Everybody's just angry. And I don't remember that same level of vitriol. And again, I think social media now has given everybody a megaphone and a pulpit where they didn't have that before. I think there are time periods where people, where parties generally work well together and you don't have as much anger. Um, like, I mean, I guess you had McCarthy in the early 50s and everything, but well, that might not be that great. Um, well, the fifties were fairly. I mean, you, it, if you take McCarthyism out now, again, uh, you had Eisenhower, who's moderate, I moderate, especially yep. by today's standards, and a war hero. So, general overall public opinion was good about him. Economy's doing good. Yeah, and you got so, the bad guy. We don't have a bad guy these days. That's so true. We, look we at don't each have other's a bad guys. thing, and that that's you need a scapegoat. Yep. Um, yeah, even when we had the economy doing great under the Clinton years, we didn't have a bad guy anymore. We yes. lost the Russians. Yep. So the vitriol that was there turned towards Clinton's sexual dalliances and whatever whitewater things like that and Vince Foster and all that stuff. We got terrorists for a little terrorists while. Terrorists for a little while, but people still hated Bush, but he had a big swing back because for a little while of the terrorist. Yeah. Uh, but Obama didn't have... He didn't have a bad guy. He didn't have a bad guy. Yep. Yeah, I don't know if that's the answer, if we need to find a bad guy or not. It certainly it didn't... It certainly helped Truman. Yeah. and Because uh, you know, he, he still had... I guess FDR was the Great Depression. Right. Now, I'm fascinated by FDR because how fondly he is thought of. I think you don't like him, and I think I don't like him. I I I, I don't like him like history seems to like him. Yeah, I I don't I I like him for a lot of reasons, but I don't like him as many as 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 yeah. much as a lot of people. And like him. I'm fascinated because that's the closest we came to, you know, dictatorship. A dictatorship. Yep. He stacked the Supreme Court. Tried to. Tried to. Yep. Um. You know, we actually had what was the uh, 
the conspiracy to uh, I can't think of it right offhand now. That was a BS. The thirty two one where the there was the talk of right. Yeah, that wasn't anything. But it was still a level of that we haven't seen anything like that happening post Civil War. To, yeah. Till now. Yeah. You know. But yeah, FDR. I definitely have some problems with. But it's one of those things where people. I think. I think pop history has been overly kind to him because they look. They they just see depression, even though they don't take into fact that things he may have done or supported actually drew the depression out. Well, here's the thing I will say before we get to that, like the dictatorship part, the the ar- people argue for FDR at the same time that he was serving four terms. You know, there's no constitutional true thing, at, 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 but other countries are allowing Mussolini to take over and get rid of the existing government, Hitler, uh, France was having its own uh, constitutional crisis, constitutional yep. crisis, Stalin. So like everybody else is just getting rid of their stuff. So he did take liberties he probably shouldn't have, but he still kept the government and, you know, at a time when other people are throwing their right. shit out. So, yeah, I don't I don't criticize him as much as uh, for that, but I don't I, I would have been nice if he'd stepped down, you know, maybe after two terms. And I get the idea that a nation at war doesn't want to switch. You know, there there are factors, extenuating factors, since there wasn't a limitation at the time that would have, you know, prevented him from going on. But like ration stamps, like I understand why they're necessary, but it that doesn't seem very like constitutional. And then, you know, I right. like everything he did, I can understand why he did it, but it does seem outside of what allowed America, to be done. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, in the internment camps. Internment camps. And then uh, I, I think you and I talked about that at one point. Um, um, I think I might have, I'm not going to even say it. I was probably defending. Uh, I was probably criticizing. what One of the reasons I, I don't like the, and this is going to make me sound like a Nazi sympathizer, which I'm certainly not. But <laughs> I think in the United States, like we're making everything, we're so anti-Nazi that we overlook our own problems. like Like we vision view the Nazis as like people that are just, you know, ripping people apart in the street and stuff like that. But I think in the United States, we were doing some pretty messed up stuff, but it's just, we didn't take it to the level they did. I guess my, oh fuck, I'm saying I sound like an idiot. I, I don't like that people criticize the German people for seeing their Jewish neighbor leaving a train car. When we here in the United States saw our Japanese leave, neighbor leaving a train car, no, I, we didn't know that we assume they're going to be treated Nicely, but a lot of Germans assume those guys are going to be working at a war camp or something right. and come back after the war was over. No, and I, 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 I don't disagree with you at all. And I you, think it, I think we use them as a scapegoat when we were doing some bad shit ourselves. Sure, yeah. And you know there was definite vandalism of Japanese American businesses after they had been and you know yeah. looting them. And there was there was lots of bad stuff that fits into like Crystal Knock, the same sort of thing, but. We don't shine a light on it. It's easy when you're the victor not to look back and say, oh, yeah, we were fucking up, too. But I also see in, in history, like, we're, there's one teacher I remember, uh, World War II was, we locked Japanese citizens up. That's all it's about. Like, we're bad. Like, and it's, I don't know, it just seems like we, it, it's, we kick Nazi ass, like, going in there, American flag, waving, throw it through. Hitler's heart or whatever, like, yeah, eagles start ripping his eyes out or whatever. We got that version. Then we got that version where we're just as bad as them. We're, we're evil. We're, you know, uh, locking up uh, uh, Japanese in internment camps, and and it just seems overly simplistic. And well, and I, I think that goes back to what we were talking about politically, where people polarize themselves at one end of the spectrum and another, and then they don't want to see it from a, a middle ground, even though probably most people are capable of seeing it from the middle ground if given an opportunity because it's just like, you know, I, did you watch the Ken Burns Vietnam documentary? I need to. I it's need very to. Good. Yeah. And I think that they did a pretty good job overall of showing American atrocities and Vietnamese atrocities, mm-hmm. you know, where, yeah, we're both doing some really shitty stuff and that can be said about any war, any engagement ever. Yeah, you know, it's you know, there's 
there's peacekeepers somewhere in the world right now, someplace they're supposed to be protecting people, raping the indigenous population. There's no doubt. You know, somewhere in Africa right now, somebody's, you know, taking liberties they shouldn't have. That doesn't mean that the peacekeeper action in itself is bad, but we need to recognize that there's always good and bad to any situation where there's war and politics for that matter, I guess. It's just, I feel we should talk about stupid stuff in high school because I feel we're getting bogged down in political talk. I don't know if people like this stuff. Well, um, my stupidest thing I can't talk about on the air. Okay. Okay. I guess there's one couple things I can't talk about on the air. Yeah, I'll tell it to you in a moment, but I I can't talk about the stupidest thing that. Yeah, legally, there's a couple. You know what we used to do is uh, steal beer out of the back of boats. So people would go for the weekend out on the lake. They'd come back in. They'd have the the boats, the beer still in the cooler. Right. Me and my buddies would go steal that. Have I told you that before? No, that's the first that, you know, so they're. They're parked somewhere, and you just reach in the back of their, uh, you know, the the back alleys sure. in the suburban neighborhoods. You oh, know, so you're actually just cruising through the the neighborhood, stealing stuff, stealing beer from the back. Beer no. boating is what we would do. As far as I know, I don't think anything was ever stolen except uh, public works properties, like signs and yeah. things like that. Would you? There were the cable. Things I don't know if I personally did this. I know I served as a lookout for this, but there would be these little tubes, like uh, fuck, I can't even think of, like a, just a tube that you would screw out, and if you screwed it into the back of your cable, you would it would give you HBL and stuff. Nah, I, so you rip open the cable box and then you you take it off somebody else's and nah, no, you don't anything about that. Okay, nah, we did that. Not so advanced as that. My hooligan, my my general level of hooliganism was pretty low. Okay. You, to to put things into a, a reference, I'm a pretty much a goody two shoes. In fact, my wife would, you know, I drive her nuts. I'm so law and order about things um, as a general rule. But I didn't drink. I still don't drink. Yep. But I didn't drink any in, in high school. And that automatically ratchets down the level of hooliganism Absolutely. that you're going to be engaging in. Because yep. either you're not under the influence or you're not pulling off stuff to get under the influence is that a beating though like are people always asking you for rides and shit like it seems like it'd just be annoying well i'm still with heavy after 40 something years well like and i have dragged his ass to and fro and out of and whatnot you're a nice person because i i remember i stopped hanging out with my friends because like we'd always go out and i'd friend up being reason Every whatever, every time we went out, I would end up being like the designated driver. Like, and it was there was no switching out or anything, right? And it was fucking annoying. Like, it was just annoying as shit. Well, uh, you know, if that's all you are, I think it certainly eliminates some of that feeling. Like, that's just what you are. But you're going out, you're partying, you're having fun too. Yeah, I guess you can see that. General rule. Now, if they get too far gone, it turns into your babysitting, and sucks too, man. That can be that can wear you down. But then at the same time, then for me, you feel a little mother hen-ish and you're trying to maybe, there was one night that, and I think we may have talked about it, were heavy and our friend the Polynesian were at Billy Bob's and they had had quite a bit to drink. And the Polynesian, while not a large man, he's taller than us, but he's not bulky or anything, but he'd fight anybody given the chance. Yeah. Now he might not win, but he would definitely fight anybody. and. He made some comment about how he could whip any motherfucker's ass in the area where the pool uh, tables were, and it was grab him and drag him out of there before it turned. And he was like, me and Heavy can kick anybody's ass here. And, you know, Heavy's a lover. He's not a fighter. Yeah. And so it was, uh, okay, we got to get out of here. I'm trying to think if there's any other times where I've had to drag him out of someplace. Now, they will, the Polynesian for sure, when I get into that mother hen mode, then he starts fucking with me. Okay. Like, that's got to be annoying. Yeah, that's annoying. Yeah. That, that like, if we, I think I took him to Waffle House or IHOP or someplace after that to get some food in him. And he, you know how the IHOP has the row of s- syrups on the table? Yeah. He started picking them up and pouring the syrup into the contain- the holder and then putting the thing back down so it would be stuck. And he's just pulling shit like that, you know, just uh, just because he knows it's going to drive me crazy and Get me all wound up. So that, that, hey, I'm giving you a fucking ride. Don't be a dick. Yeah. 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 
so that type of thing. But uh, overall, now it's certainly uh, there have been times I remember because I didn't drink. A friend of mine when I was out at Tech, his sister called me. She went out there, a couple of years older, and she's like, she called me like on a Sunday night about about two, drunk off her ass. She's like, can you come take me and my other friend from home that I knew also? Um, you know, can you pick us up and take me back to my apartment? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll be there in a minute. Well, I get them in there, and I figure they're going to you know, sit in the back in my shitty car. Well, they're hanging all over me, and I start hearing porno music, you know, like, oh, this is going to be great. They're like, we'll do, you know, I can't thank you enough. If there's any anything ever we can do. And I'm like, I'm hearing bonk, chicka, bonk, yeah. bonk. But no, my chicken shit ass just drove them, dropped them off, yeah, and same here let them me. go, you Yeah. Know? I probably could have had like the night of my life. Yeah. I was thinking, well, shit, I got a Latin test in the morning. Yeah. Well, that sucks. But overall, it hadn't been too much of a beating. It was a whip early on because everybody kept- Can we have circumcision talk? Not yet, but we can, we can have that in a minute. Everybody always wanted me to drink. Yeah, that's got to be annoying. And that, that was a whip. As yeah. an adult, people like, really? You know, they might have questions about it, but yeah. nobody's trying to get me to drink. There's still people right now that would probably pay money to watch me get drunk, but I'm worried about what would happen if I actually drank. I mean, drank to getting drunk, not just yeah. having a drink. Because I've, I've certainly had a drink. Yeah. I just don't really enjoy it. Yeah. But I might be, I'm pretty. Just be annoying is what it would be. Well, I might be mean. Yeah. I worry about that. You know, I might, I don't know that I might, I'm, I'm not an angry person in general. But I don't know that I might turn it. I am an asshole in general, as heavy and tie I would attest to. But I don't know if I would get mean or if I would say things that I might normally hold back. Yeah. And that's the kind of thing that I worry about. And I don't want to piss anybody off. So at this stage, 43, you know, the ship's already sailed. I don't like the taste of it as a general rule. Yeah. You get more done. Uh, yeah. I mean, probably. Uh, I don't have any philosophical or moral problems with it yeah you know my wife drinks wine from time to time and like i said my best friends of the last you know my lifetime certainly drink so it's a just a, on the podcast which is awesome. one of them yes yeah. yeah and that those are some of the best episodes when ty has brown drink all right circumcision talk go so you guys were talking about circumcision and, and your hatred of uncircumcised peni i don't want to see them i i agree with you I agree with you. And that listening to you guys made me come up with circumcision thoughts. Okay. okay. Have you always heard that the uncircumcised penis is more pleasurable than the circumcised penis? I have always heard that, yes. All right. I've always heard that as well. Okay. So there are some people that criticize the act of circumcision because they're saying it's like female circumcision and that you're, you're removing an option from a child and you're taking away their prospects for pleasure or whatever. Yeah. It does kind of seem weird to me. It like evolution wise, why, why is evolution leaving that foreskin on there? If it really is causing more STDs and things like well, that. Well, I think if you want to go just so let's start evolution talk. That's let's what start I, evolution talk. Sure. So, so I am a, I am a Christian. Okay. And I believe with all my heart, that there is a God that created the universe. Okay. Having said that, I don't discredit the idea of evolution. Oh, okay. 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 All right. Yeah. And my background is a science background. Mm -hmm. I've taken actual evolutionary biology classes and comparative anatomy classes where you go through species and all yep. this stuff. Well, then why did God mess up? Oh, okay. Hold on Sorry. a second. I believe that we have, I believe wholeheartedly in microevolution. Okay. okay. We can see that in real time because we as humans in our short history on this earth have manipulated microevolution of plants, plants, animals. animals. There's no doubt. I have three bulldogs that are living horrible testament of what microevolution can do through breeding. Mm -hmm. Macroevolution, I have more of a scientific problem with okay because there are elements to macroevolution that i have not gotten my head around personally okay so macroevolution and going back to to darwin who's the epicenter of all the evolution talk even though 
most people have never read Darwin. You know, if he's talking about these birds were with different beak shapes. Mm-hmm. Well, if these birds that all had a, po- a more pointed beak could get to this certain type of food in this certain area, those are the ones that are going to survive. And eventually, the birds in that area are all going to have the pointy beak mm-hmm. and so on and so on. Microevolution. Now, going from asexual to sexual okay. reproduction, that is a leap that there's no way in my mind that I have ever seen a scientific aspect that can say, all right, now we're going to do, there needs to be a female and a male. That's, that one in particular I can't explain, but... But there's other elements yeah. to that, you know, and you go up the chain of, micro, of macroevolution, there are those gaps to me, okay? That doesn't mean it didn't happen. Okay. As a scientist, in my background, I recognize that anything can be proven or disproven with enough data well, that may turn everything I know upside down. Just like there were scientists in the 1700s in the Enlightenment that what they thought was total bullshit. But at the time, and they based on their data that they had, it was a, it was a scientific fact to them at the time. Now we can look back and say, let's bullshit. But evolution-wise, I can see when you're running around through the the bush. That makes sense. Having a foreskin makes sense. Yep. And VD, I guess, is not as much of a concern if you're living in 20 groups of people and you're not. And you're dying off after, at 30 years. Yeah. You know. yeah. yeah. And there are, I think you and I may have talked about it, you know. Syphilis came from the New World. Mm-hmm. That wasn't on the Europe and Asiatic at the time. Mm-hmm. It was isolated on the New World. You know, now that we have a connected society, and if you go back to the early 80s and look at the spread of HIV and look in the journals, you know, you can watch it going from region to region and country to country. Yes. So. We live in a world of interconnectivity and population density that's throwing all of that up on the sure. on its ear. All right, back to the circumcision part. I'm circumcised. My boys are circumcised. And I will, within my power, if I have grandsons, advocate for them to be circumcised. The pleasure thing I have read, mm-hmm. I don't equate it. It's a false equivalence to say it's the equivalent of female circumcision. Because female circumcision, they're lopping the clitoris off and the labia minora. That would be the equivalent of us lopping off the penis head, the glands penis. Is that the penis head? Yeah, that's the head. Okay, all right. So they're not the same. Okay. You know, I've gotten plenty of pleasure out of my circumcised wiener out of the last 43 years. Well, that's kind of what I was wondering because when I think that, man, this shit can get better with uncircumcised penis not me in particular but i know other people that would waste that waste a lot of time going down there but if this shit's even better if it's like kicked up a notch to you know it's it's on 50 percent right now you know with uh with no circum or with circumcised uncircumcised it's at 98 percent right. you know that's an extra five times a week you're stopping down to uh or does it mean you're lasting even less time when you're with a partner that's another thing. So, but then that would open the door for, all right, I guess here's here's my whole thing. I would advocate if I had a boy to get him circumcised pretty much because I think if he's not, he's, just, he's not going to do anything fucking else. If, if it's really that much better, you're going to be messing with that thing all the damn time. Kids are already messing with it too much circumcised. I, I don't know. Here's I, my macro theory, too. Okay. I'm using the word macro because you just use it. Sure. So circumcised cultures, particularly Jews, the the predominant, they're 1% of the population of the world, but 20% or something like that of Nobel Prize winners. Is that because they're not jerking off as much as, as everybody else who's uncircumcised? I know there are the other explanations like the uh, well, I, shame culture as, or whatever like that. As crazy as what you just said is, I was thinking something that I would like to see a correlation of data of rates of circumcision and map that to technological accomplishments through societies. So, and then should we lead a worldwide circle? If we find out that that's true, I really do wonder. Have you actually wondered that? Like your your 
no, talk about it got me thinking that. No, because and and what makes me think about that is that there are African tribes that do puberty age circumcision that still live in mud huts. So I guess that doesn't. I, Again, I mean, you obviously can't do it like, you know, yeah. it, it, and it turns back into a system of there's not equivalence between cultures and resources and all that good stuff. You know, it, one of the fascinating things when you look at world history to me is how civilizations occur where there's no doubt that the major civilizations happen because of the uh, availability of water and of food. So you look at, you know, the uh, the Yellow River in China and the Indus Valley, the Indus Valley and uh, the Mesoamericans. But then when you go look at equatorial and sub-equatorial Africa, where there's no uh, lack of rain and there's no lack of, of vegetation and there have been people, according to archaeologists and anthropologists for, you know, thousands upon thousands, if not millions of years, and not to say that there were not African civilizations, because there certainly were, but not to the level of productivity that you had in North Africa with the Egyptians or anywhere around the the Mediterranean. Uh, I'll give a less Eastern. horribly racist example than you. Just, uh, I'm just, I'm half kidding, but like I'm, uh, the example I, I use in, in when I teach this in class is that that sometimes means sometimes it means if you got resources, you got good rainfall and stuff. Sometimes it means you got a big civilization, but other times it'd be like California. Like California, I mean, you know, it's it can get dry out there, but it's really, you know, there's decent amount of rainfall. It's good weather for humans. Indians there nomadic when when up, but you go right next door to New Mexico, shitty for humans. You yes. know, dry, hot. That's probably the most advanced civilization before Europeans. Uh, they had, you know, multi-story buildings, right. advanced architecture, all that kind of stuff. So it's almost like a surplus. Why the fuck do we, why the fuck do we need to innovate or come up with these ideas? We have everything we need. So that's one of those weird things. Environmental determinism. I don't, I don't buy into it because there's so many different factors. Like it can be too much rain, but it can be enough to foster innovation. You know, a little, little bit, the environment supports a little bit, so it fosters innovation, but then you go click over and it just makes it shitty for humans and nothing could possibly grow right. there. So, well, and yeah, the, you know, to the Northwest, you had the Pacific tribes that were advanced in building longhouses, and we have the Iroquois creating a civilization with a, you know, an actual. But the Pacific Northwest is weird because they didn't have agriculture. Like, no, they, no, they, it was purely. That that's a weird one. I don't understand foraging and and fishing. Yeah, and why why it got so far in South America and Central America, and it never did outside of the mound builders. And I think that the mound builders. You I think, think they were a satellite. No, I think that it just showed up too late. Like agriculture expanded up there. They get the idea about seven hundred A.D. It's spreading as fast as it can. Like it's slowly moving, or it's not slowly, it's fairly rapidly moving from 700 AD up to 1492. It's spreading out of East Texas. You know, it took a long time to get over there, but then it starts spreading and people are starting to adopt it further out, further out. Like I think if Europeans arrived, well, I can't, you can't say this, but like a thousand years later or something, it'd be throughout North America. Right. You'd have some advanced civilizations and stuff up there. And that, again, the Mound Builders was. And the eastern part of North America, the most advanced ones. I I think that it just you didn't have like up in, in New England as advanced stuff, just because they they'd only gotten agriculture like a hundred or two hundred years before, a couple hundred years before Europeans showed up. So I think if you give them a little bit longer, it'd be more advanced there. And so that's why I'm for circumcision. <laughs> <laughs> the other factor with circumcision, from a public health standpoint, and this sounds so. 1890s eugenics type thing. Yeah. But there's no doubt that without safe sex, the uncircumcised penis is more at risk of STDs. Prone to ripping. and uh, Well, now that's a whole other thing. Okay. But like in... Stuff getting stuck up in there? No, well, in Africa, <laughs> 
going back full circle where prostitution is common and circumcision is not, part of the cycle of the HIV crisis in uh, sub-Saharan Africa are the STDs that are rampant because there's not using safe sex with the prostitutes. And then you're transmitting gonorrhea and syphilis and other things and, and um, HPV and uh, herpes where you're creating sores mm-hmm. and then the HIV has a uh, an added vector because of the open wounds to transmit. And so the circumcision, the lack of circumcision, it gives a place for these bacteria and viruses to uh, to grow and less, uh, you know, gives it a, a incubator. And then next time they go to town with the Sally, the village prostitute, then you spreading things around again. So extra skin means extra sores. Well, it it gives a a, a place for things to to collect. You got a little pouch. It's got a pocket. Okay. And the turtleneck there, you can, uh, and you got smegma, which is not in itself bacterial, but it's just a sebaceous secretion. But that's another factor there. I don't want it to be cleaning my little kid's dick out, so lop that shit off. Yeah, I, th- I think I'm gonna do it if I. I'm never gonna have a, another kid, but um, yeah. But but you can you can you know is that uncomfortable it. circumcision talk? Because I I do think about that type of stuff a I, lot. I don't find it uncomfortable, and you know we've been pretty uh, adamant that we don't like to see. I don't either. I see it, and it's getting to be more and more common in porn based on my field studies. I feel I'm a penis bigot. Oh, I'm totally yeah. Unless it's visually similar to me, like I don't want to get it. I'm not. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You need to stop right now. Yeah, I'll just stop right now. But like, you know, extra skin or whatever. No, I just don't. I don't find it. The guys with the discoloration on there, I can't deal with that. Well, bends and everything like that. Don't be talking about bends. You know, we can't help it. No, but there's Uh, a a, like question mark. Now, if you get it too far, then that's a problem. I think it's uh, what's that called? Can't remember. Bendicitis. No, it's it's got a fancy Latin name. But anyway, penis curve. But yeah. Don't be hating on the curve, folks. We're we're out there. I think there. you're getting tired. I'm not tired. Okay. I'm still worried about how we're going to do you an episode. Do you have to go? No, I don't have to go, but I don't, what the hell are we going to talk about? All right, let's do the switch to me then. All right. Okay. Well, I apologize uh, if we offended you with circumcision or environmental determinism talk, but this has been Can You Hear Me? If you'd like to email us, you can email us at canyouhearmepod at gmail.com, and I guess we'll talk to you later. Adios. Bye. The Democrat and the Republican Party were just like the old patent medicine drama that used to come around our country. He had two bottles of medicine. He'd play a banjo and he'd, he'd sell two bottles of medicine. One of those bottles of medicine was called high papa laurel. And another one of those bottles of medicine was called low papa high. <laughs> Finally, somebody around that said, there is there any difference in these medicines? Oh, he said considerable. They're both good, but they're different. He said that high popolorum is made from the bark off the tree that we take from the top down. And that low popolorum is made from the bark that we take from the root up. (laughs) And the only difference that I have found between the Democratic leadership and the Republican leadership was that one of them was skinning from the ankle up and the other from the ear down when I got to come. Okay, kid, listen, I'm coming in. No, don't. Exactly, what the hell is the situation? What, did you shit yourself or something? Oh, I wish. I, I, I got it stuck. You got what stuck? It. Oh, it, um, um, uh, well, uh, listen, uh, it's not the end of the world. Uh, these kind of things happen. Uh, uh, let's have a look at it. No, for God's sake! Shh, shh, shh! Sheila! No! Sheila, uh, no, honey? Don't! Sheila, honey, uh, uh. You gotta come here. You got. You, you gotta see this. What? What? Don't. Don't come in here. Don't. Don't. Don't worry. 
She's a dental hygienist. She'll know exactly what to do. Hi, Ted. Hi, Mrs. Jensen. How are you? You okay? Yeah. Okay. Holy shit! Shh. Charlie, you could have warned me. Keep it down. Okay, Charlie, yeah, I Mrs. Jensen. I just don't want her. Okay. I don't want her here. You know. Yeah. Um, let's just relax here, okay? Now, uh, um, what exactly are we uh, looking at here? Um, what do you mean? What? The... Well, I mean, um, is it the um, or the? Is it the Frank or the beans? Right. Uh, I, I, I don't know. It looks like I think it's a little bit of both. Break some veins! Break some veins! Shh. What's that bubble there? What do you think? It's a. Well, how the hell did you get the beans above the Frank? I mean, you, 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 I, I don't know. It wasn't like it was a well-thought-out plan. You know, there uh, there really does seem to be an awful lot of skin coming through there, so I, I'm going to find some back tea, honey. Uh, no, you, you know what? I don't need any, really. Oh, there. Oh, Christ. the hell's going on here? Neighbors said they heard a lady scream. Uh, well, you're looking at him. Uh, you got to take a look at this thing. Oh, Jesus. Ain't it a beaut? What the hell were you thinking? How the hell did you get the zipper all the way to the top? Well, let's just say the kid's limber. Ow! Ow! Christ! What the... God! Somebody's gonna have to move that station right in front so I can get the truck in here. Lenny, Who's... come here. Oh. Take a look at what this numbnuts did. Holy shit! <laughs> Mike! Eddie! Get down here quick! Bring everybody! Bring a camera! You're not gonna believe this! We got a kid down here! What, what's your name? No, I... No, there's only one thing to do here. Wait, can I, you know what? I got an idea. I got an idea. Look, look. I can just... We don't have to do anything, because... Look, I can just wear this over the front. Look, I can Son. go to the prom. We'll deal with it Son, later. relax. I, you already laid the tracks. That's the hard part. Now we're just gonna back it up. Teddy, be brave. It's just like pulling off a band-aid. <laughs> a one. And a two. And uh And world-class championship wrestling. I'm Bill Mercer with Jay Sally. Good night from Dallas, Texas.